Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of a Trophy Life podcast. This is Bob Rathbun coming to you from Atlanta. Aaron Barzilai of HerHoopStats.com will be my guest on the podcast this week. A very interesting discussion with Aaron about how this website came to be, and he'll talk about the top teams and players in women's basketball and what's going on so far this season in just a moment. Let's start with our Jersey Mike's news and notes. The Big Ten ACC challenges in the books. Big Ten won it this year, 8-6. to six. Keep in mind, six wins for the ACC, three of them were in overtime. The big headline games, North Carolina defeated Michigan in a big way in Chapel Hill, Ohio State knocking off number one Duke. The best player of the challenge had to be Darion Sebron of NC State, the six foot seven sophomore from Norfolk, Virginia, won for 39 points and 18 rebounds in the Pack's four-overtime win against Nebraska. NC State plays host to Louisville this weekend. Did you see this score? Washington State, 51. Arizona State, 29. I saw that score. I thought it was a typo. The halftime score was 18-10. to 10. Biggest upset, Utah Valley, knocking off number 12 BYU in Orem uh, in overtime, 72-65. First win for Utah Valley over a ranked team. They are coached by Mark Madsen. You may remember that name, two-time NBA champion with the Lakers, played at Stanford. They've only been a D1 program for 16 years. The two schools are separated by less than four miles. I mean, Duke and Carolina are separated by 12. And what an upset win for Utah Valley over BYU. Coming up this weekend and into next week, big men's games to look out for. Iowa 7-0 at number two, Purdue 7-0. That's the Big Ten opener on Friday night in West Lafayette. Saturday, big intrastate rivals, Marquette and Wisconsin. This year's game will be played in Madison. Wisconsin ranked number 23. And San Diego State, is going to be playing at Michigan this weekend. This is an interesting game. Kentucky was supposed to be the opponent, but they pulled out. CBS had already committed to televising that weekend. And they got San Diego State as a replacement. And one of the big reasons why was head coach Brian Dutcher of San Diego State. Remember their deep connection. Dutcher recruited Michigan head coach Juwan Howard out of Chicago for the Wolverines back in 1991. One time... In recruiting lore, he once watched Howard practice 28 straight days. And CBS kept the commitment that game will be nationally televised on Saturday. Michigan number 24 trying to bounce back after that big loss to Carolina. And looking forward to next week, Tuesday, Villanova at Syracuse. That will bring back some Big East memories, won't it? We'll talk with Aaron Barzilai when we continue after this from Jersey Mike. If Jersey Mike's turkey had a resume, it would say it's 99% fat-free and raised without antibiotics. But our turkey already has its dream job at Jersey Mike's because premium meat makes a sub above. It is a great pleasure to welcome to the podcast this week Aaron Barzilai from HerHoopStats.com to talk about women's basketball, both college and pro. Aaron, it is great to catch up with you, sir. How are you? It is. It's great to talk, and it's a real honor to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, we're, we're thrilled to have you, and thrilled to have you in the uh, family, as you are one of our board of selectors. So we uh, eagerly anticipate what you have to say here today. First, let's get started with your background, because I think a lot of fans will find it fascinating 
how this all came to be. How did you get hooked? What's your background, first of all, and how did you get hooked on women's basketball? Sure. So, uh, you know, my background, I'm someone that's always loved basketball and always loved math. Uh, you know, I went to MIT uh, undergrad and I was on the basketball team there, the men's basketball team there. Uh, I always used to say, though, that I practiced uh, more than I played. I wasn't very good, but we were, uh, you know, a Division three team that, that wasn't great, but it was still at that stage where basically everybody that was uh, willing to run and willing to get through practice could stay on, could stay on board. So, you know, you can't help but uh, get a little bit better playing basketball over time, uh, you know, two hours a day, four years in a row. So, you know, that was kind of where a lot of, uh, you know, my interest in kind of basketball and the math uh, really started. After that, I went out to grad school at Stanford. So I was there, um, you know, just after uh, Tara Vanderveer was the uh, Olympic coach in uh, 1992. And, you know, so really gained uh, an appreciation for women's basketball back then. Uh, and then my career was kind of been – uh, you know, a bit of an adventure. I hadn't really laid out a particular path. Uh, I did a bunch of work in uh, consulting, but um, I also had started originally an NBA uh, website focused on analytics, in particular plus-minus uh, data before it was available on NBA.com. And so I've worked like in, I'd worked in and around the NBA for a good uh, decade or so. I was with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, for a number of years. I was with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers as the director of basketball analytics for a couple of years. And so, you know, I've always, again, I've loved basketball and always loved uh, math. Uh, after my time with the Sixers, I was doing a lot of uh, freelancing, you know, work with like the NBA League office and uh, teams and agents. And a friend of mine who was a former coworker at the uh, 76ers, he reached out to me because he was the uh, video coordinator for the Lady Vols right in Tennessee. And he asked me uh, if there were any websites or tools that uh, he, I could recommend for women's basketball since, uh, you know, based on my expertise for analytics. And, uh, you know, he said he was used to having access to the, all the information that the men do and, uh, you know, hadn't really found anything that he really liked uh, on the women's side. And so um, I, you know, was aware that there were challenges. I remember Sue Bird famously wrote uh, an article in Players Tribune that was a bit of a call to arms for uh, more information about the women's game, and I frankly was shocked that no one had uh, looked into it uh, after that. It seemed, uh, you know, in retrospect, it seemed so obvious. If, you know, you've got Sue Bird asking for it in public uh, that someone would answer the call. And so I, uh, you know, after talking to uh, my friend and kind of thinking about it and thinking how I wanted to structure it, I decided to, uh, you know, launch the website, Her Hoop Stats. We launched it in uh, for the 2007-18 NCAA season and, you know, intentionally decided rather than just uh, trying to make an expensive product for the power schools, we wanted to, that had the budget, we wanted to make sure that it was really affordable for the whole women's basketball community. So we followed the model of uh, some of the people that I've been fortunate to know, people like Ken Pomeroy on the men's side. And, you know, he's got his website on the men's side for, you know, just $20 a year, uh, all kinds of access to stats for the for the men's game. And, you know, really the idea for people that are familiar with it, uh, the way we describe it is to, you know, build like the Ken Bomb slash basketball reference for women's basketball. So that's really how we started in uh, 2017 and 18. Um, so that was a great year. Uh, if you recall, that's the year that uh, Enrique uh, dominated the uh, Final Four in Columbus, really kind of propelled her to stardom. And, uh, you know, we've been covering uh, the women's game ever since. You know, one thing, though, that was interesting is we realized in that first year that unlike on the men's side, where there's just so much coverage, 
you know, that we needed not just to provide the information, but also to, um, you know, really show how it can be used. And, and it's really tremendous how much more coverage the women's game has gotten in the intervening uh, four plus years. Um, but, you know, we, after that Final Four, the 2018 Final Four, that's when we launched our kind of journalism side of things. We'd always had a social media component, but we started writing articles. We have a new, a free newsletter today. We have a podcast as well. We're doing some work on YouTube. Uh, so, you know, really trying to become kind of a full-fledged uh, platform, you know, that's really just exclusively focused on women's basketball. And so as part of that, you know, we also expanded from the NCAA to the WNBA as well. So it's been a huge adventure. Um, you know, I always try to be very <laughs> transparent with people that I'm, uh, because uh, as I got older and a little more focused when I was working in the NBA, on the NBA, I do have a very um, large hole of my sense of history uh, for women's basketball. You know, I was paying much more attention to it when I was in grad school in the late 90s than, um, you know, they started working and having a family, tended to just kind of make sure that, <laughs> that I was uh, – focusing on that. And then, you know, over the last four years, I've just learned a ton. And it's been, you know, an incredible experience. There's so many great stories, so many great women uh, in the game. And it's really just been a pleasure to be a part of it. And I'm very happy uh, to be doing what I'm doing today. Well, the website is great. Uh, Use it all the time. Um, It's $20 a year, which is very affordable for fans everywhere. So we here at Naismith encourage you to go to herhoopstats.com and see what Aaron has put together. It is fantastic. And you're right, it does cover uh, the game in a very unique way because you get predictions, you get um, recaps, you got newsletter articles, and, and it's both the WNBA and college. And it's it's a great resource, i got to tell you. You've done a wonderful job with it. Thanks, I appreciate that. I mean, uh, really, it's not just me. We've got a whole army of uh, people that are helping us out. They all sort of started as volunteers and you know one of the best decisions i made was not to try and sort of do this work alone because i knew that you know we'd benefit from kind of the input of the community and so we have a range of people in ages uh genders all kinds of things and so you know we really get a different perspective uh which i think is uh some of the best ideas that we've had whether it's our uh becky hammond mid-major award to kind of spotlight mid-major players um you know come from the team for sure uh well let's talk about the season um it has been crazy. Uh, I think both the men and the women uh, need to be saluted for playing all these great matchups in the first two, three weeks of the season, which has gotten everybody's attention and has just made for riveting viewing. Uh, I did see where the Duke-Gonzaga game did a monster rating, uh, you know, unheard of uh, in football season. So uh, the women... Uh, their matchups have been just as fantastic and just as intriguing. Uh, your take on what you've seen so far, because we have had not only the glamour matchups, but we've had some pretty significant upsets too. Yeah, no, it's been a, a fun season, and yeah, all the uh, the I'm not an AP voter, but it was enjoyable to watch or amusing to watch the AP voters uh, kind of presumably pulling their hair out as they were thinking about all the upsets of. Uh, the past week, you know, one thing that I love in particular about women's basketball uh, is how many great non-conference matchups there are in this uh, kind of November, December timeframe. I think part of that is everybody recognizes the importance of uh, growing the game. I think whether it was actually on that first opening night on November 9th, right, when uh, that was the uh, South Carolina NC State game. So that was right. uh, a lot of fun. And, and even more fun than the game probably was the buzz. It was just really nice to see people excited about it and um, the coverage it got, um, you know, on ESPN and, you know, even with, uh, I think it was 
Carolyn Peck it was a halftime at MSG. Um, she, sorry, the halftime show uh, she was on, um, you know, was at the, the Champions Classic at MSG. So, um, you know, there was a lot of uh, just great coverage, and it was just great to see ESPN covering it like a normal game. And I think the more that uh, that kind of coverage gets normalized uh, broadly, you know, it's just going to help grow the game. It's, it's an amazing product. It's very compelling. Um, you know, certainly, unfortunately, we know there are naysayers on the women's side, but I think the more people that get exposed to it and see, uh, you know, see the game, they just realize that basketball is basketball, right? There's nuances between the NBA and men's college basketball, and there's nuances between – uh, the NBA and the WNBA, and, you know, it's all sort of four corners of that square. So, but, you know, we've definitely seen some tremendous upsets, tremendous games. You know, it's really uh, exciting time. There's a bunch of games featured uh, this week as we're recording uh, on ESPN tonight, and then, you know, more coming uh, the rest of the month. So we definitely have a lot of dates uh, circled on our calendar for sure. For yeah, sure. the weekend, uh, really, and I don't know when our fans, are, of course, are catching this. We're recording this on Thursday right. morning. Uh, the second, but uh, this weekend, a uh, couple of big ones that stand out. We've got Texas and Texas A&M. You got Notre Dame and UConn. Uh, just a, among a couple uh, in a series of great games. I mean, we've already had uh, so many. What's caught your eye, Aaron, about the early part of the season as it pertains, you know, to the Big Five, Six? Uh, maybe you know, you throw Arizona in there, Seven. Um, what you've seen so far. Uh, that's piqued your interest. Yeah, I mean, I think the number one thing is, you know, it seems like it's going to be a wide-open year, but then at the same time, just South Carolina keeps rolling along, right? And so I think that's really the number one uh, story when you uh, really step back. to It's just so impressive what uh, the program Don Staley has been able to, to build there. And, you know, we talk about the, the Naismith Award, right? I think Aaliyah Boston has uh, got the potential to be um, you know, really sort of the leading uh, candidate at this moment. You know, they're 8-0. and uh, She is, Ali uh, Boston is probably, uh, you know, she's ranked like typically third on some of the advanced metrics like uh, wind shares and uh, PER. And, you know, it just seems like they have so many weapons. And, you know, even early on in some games when they're down, like you still just can't count them out. You're sort of waiting for that comeback. So, you know, it really has been compelling. But, uh, you know, obviously Iowa is uh, back playing again. They actually have their first game tonight after they had to take some time off for COVID. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. That UConn-Iowa game during the tournament last year was uh, spectacular and, again, generated, uh, you know, a ton of interest. And so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what kind of uh, performances we're going to see from you know, uh, not just Caitlin Clark, who is amazing, but also Monica Santana. So she's uh, she's another talent as well. You know, UConn certainly uh, seems to be uh, poised to, uh, you know, one more year with uh, Coach Oriema kind of going for the championship. And so there's just so many storylines, more than I could, you know, sort of lift off on the podcast today. I don't want to bore your listeners, but, you know, there's a lot of great games coming up. And, uh, you know, I'm just really excited for what the season has in store. Hey, Aaron, this is not boring. This is what we do. <laughs> you, <laughs> we love this. Um, Paige Beckers, of course, won our award last year. And I guess in, in some regard, you, you win it as a freshman. It's all downhill from there. But, uh, you know, she um, she's an amazing talent, too. And uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention what she accomplished last year. Absolutely. Um yeah, it was just kind of remarkable uh, sort of what she did. And, you know, even early on, I don't think uh, that's the case 
anywhere this year, but you know, it's not really, it, it's just so many different things. One stat that really jumps out at me, at me early in the season, even now from two point range, she's shooting 67%. So she's hitting two thirds of her shots um, from inside the arc, uh, which is really just remarkable when you think about the position she plays and her size. So, um, you know, to be putting up, she's averaging 20 points again uh, this season after averaging 20 last year. She's actually um, averaging uh, six and a half assists per game, which is in the top, you know, uh, 1% of Division One, not surprisingly. And so just really the presence she has, uh, you know, it's just she, she's fun to watch. You never know what's going to happen. It's always going to be compelling. And, uh, you know, she's a winner, right? UConn's done, uh, you know, been playing quite well again this year despite their early loss. Well, Aaron, this is fantastic. What a great recap. It, would it be okay if we check back in with you later in the season and, and get your take maybe during tournament time? And uh, This is just fascinating, and I, I really do encourage all of our fans to go to your website, to herhoopstats.com, and get the latest on a daily basis. We thank you, sir, and thank you for all you do for Naismith. You know, um, being on a board of selectors is so important. You're our eyes and ears out there, and, and we really appreciate your efforts. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, I would uh, love to come back on and be happy to talk more women's hoops with you. Uh, it's a real honor to uh, you know be a part of the uh, Board of Selectors and, and to be talking to you today. So thank you so much. That is it for this week's edition. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Naismith Trophy and get the latest news. Our watch lists continue to come out, high school, college, coaches, you name it. Stay up to date with all the news there. Make sure that you also rate and review our podcast. Five stars would be wonderful as we help get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. That's it for this week. See you next week. From all of us at the Naismith Awards, Bob Rathbun. So long.